Welcome to Let's Get Social with me, Philip Twyver, to the Curly Marketer, social media strategist and management. And me, Emer Duffy of Fit Social Media, your social media personal trainer. So if you're confused about social media or not sure what channels to use, well, we've got you covered on Let's Get Social. So hi, Emer. I know we're still social distancing, but how are you doing? Lovely to get to speak and uh, chat with you again. Yeah, so I'm definitely not distant from your memory then. I'm still still up there, I, I take it. You know, I'm on your list. So you could say I'm a bit of a, a dark horse, as I like to say, a, a nightmare. Oh, that's shocking. Then. Sorry, uh, where, where the jokes are starting. The jokes, jokes, the jokes, the jokes are, are the nightmare. The jokes no. are starting already. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, we're, listen, great to be back to do another, another show. Uh, obviously, yes, we have a special guest, which is always exciting. But... The exciting yes. part of the show, which I know you love, Emer, is the social media joke of the day. Well, I'm going to do a bit of a drum roll because I always seem to, I'm going to try and be positive on this occasion. Okay. And uh, give you some hopefully positive feedback. Um, so I'm sitting here on the edge of my seat. Okay. Waiting. Okay. Well, I found out a bit of news uh, this morning that uh, Lionel Richie has released a new uh, song in honor of social media. So uh, I was going to sing the first line for you oh. if you wanted to, if you wanted to hear it. So. Oh yes. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. <clears throat> Here we go. Hello. Is it leads you're looking for? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's, it's really just, it's so bad, but it's so good. Oh, all I have to say is, <laughs> if you find today's social media joke engaging and would love more of them, you are in luck. You can catch Philip's previous social media jokes and indeed our other shows by hopping on to our podcast, God Love You. Yeah. And uh, it's on Podbeam, iTunes, Spotify, and on Dublin Cyber FM. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to... Recover yeah, from that, that one, yeah. That's that song for me now. I hope you know. I used it's to ruined. love that song. You've just I've ruined hear it. that now, and all I've got to hear is what you said. You have. Oh, oh. Very good. So anyway, we're not alone. I thank God I'm not alone. Um, she's still with us, actually. Guest. She's still with us after that joke. <laughs> yeah. We have a special guest who's not just a LinkedIn consultant and LinkedIn trainer who has loads of services, uh, content strategy, marketing consultant, lead generation, and more, and is the host of her own podcast. Um, and thankfully, she doesn't have as many bad jokes as you do. It's called Linking In with Louise. And recently she wrote a fabulous article, which I have to say was on point for me, how to use LinkedIn events to promote online or in-person events. Funny, we actually had a guy on with us um, in one of our other shows and he just can't see virtual events really taking off. Um, But anyway, as I say, um, I'm not only linked with this person that I'm introducing you to in the world of social media, but she's also a fellow Northern Ireland girl. Uh, Sorry for you've got two of us today. Okay, Uh, I'm prepared. We have Louise Brogan of Social BNI. Welcome, Louise. Thank you so much. Now, how on earth am I going to live up to Philip's wonderful joke there? (laughs) I don't know. That's the the right reply, uh, Louise. That's the right reply. So, uh, no, thank you so much, guys, for um, having me on your podcast today. I'm really excited about it. it, uh, It's great to have you on because obviously, um, especially 
during COVID, LinkedIn has become a real yeah. force of a channel uh, for a lot mm. of businesses. Yeah. So obviously yeah. we're looking forward to uh, learning some insights and tips from you. But uh, do you want to uh, do you want to see if you can beat my joke? You know, I know it's going to be oh, hard, I'm but give, try. give it a give it a whirl. <laughs> <laughs> my joke is: um, How much does a social media influencer weigh? I don't know. Do you know, Emer? No, I, I an Instagram. Very good. Yeah, I, I have to say there that the winner would be you there, Louise, because um, <laughs> he's ruined that song for me now. So I'm giving it to you what? today. That's a so, travesty. Uh, if, yeah. if you're listening to this, write in, write in straight away and complain. Lionel Richie will be dancing on the ceiling when he hears your joke, Philip. But anyway, oh, dear. Um, yes. You know, he won't be so, pin trusted. Uh, so no anymore. pressure there, Twyford. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. There, you okay, got two. enough with the jokes. Enough with the jokes. Please, right, right. please, please don't let him do anymore. Okay. okay. So, no, Philip, listen. Let's get you back on track. Yep. Uh, Louise, listen, we're talking LinkedIn today uh, because I know for a number of our listeners, um, you know, LinkedIn is going to be a, uh, a very prime social media channel for them to help them through this mm. period, but also to utilize us when we come out of COVID-19, which um, I'm mm. confident we will. So I suppose starting off, you know, the LinkedIn headline, you know, and this whole optimization of your, your profile, but the, the headline in particular, why does it matter and why should businesses really look at their LinkedIn headline? Okay, so when, when you have a LinkedIn profile, um, the headline to me is really, really important. So the headline for people who are thinking, well, what, what part is the headline, Louise? If you went to LinkedIn and you found me, it says Louise Brogan, the headline is the bit underneath your name where it says really what you do, um, who you help, and if you are, like if you work in a certain area or a certain industry, it should all be in there. It's really important. If you don't write your own headline on LinkedIn, LinkedIn pulls it from whatever you say your current job is. Mm -hmm. So I would work with clients, say, say I'm working with a solicitor, um, and it would say Louise Brogan. And if they hadn't written their own headline, it would just literally say Louise Brogan's solicitor. But if I worked with somebody and we changed their LinkedIn profile to make them more um, easy to find and to help them get more contacts and connections, we would probably look at that. Well, what area of law do they work in? So it might say Louise Brogan, um, head of matrimonial law and company name Belfast. So if I was looking for a solicitor who worked in family or matrimonial law in Belfast, that person is going to appear um, in my search above all the other people who just have solicitor as their headline. Mm -hmm. So it helps in terms of being found in search, but also if you um, posted something, Emer, on LinkedIn, and I commented on it underneath, all of your network would see my name and then they would see the first line of my headline. So it helps yeah. to raise your profile and for people to say, oh, look, there's somebody's a LinkedIn trainer mm -hmm. to click to go through and look at the rest of my profile. So that's why it's a really important part of your LinkedIn so profile. Mm. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So having the right, the right keywords, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, because people search, you know, on Google with, certain keywords so it would make sense for the same on LinkedIn yes. so uh, from the headline what would you say you should include in your about section then maybe so underneath your headline when you go and look at your LinkedIn profile your about section is the summary underneath and mm. people some there's there's two camps here people either write like literally two lines mm. about what you know 
their kind of like their career history um, or they fill it with a big, big block of text. Now, I, I did a master's in computing many moons ago. And one thing that stuck with me is that when you are reading content online or text online, a big block of text, nobody reads it because we don't like it. Yeah. It's a human computer interaction. Mm. So break up your about section into short two to three line blocks. Mm-hmm. But also mm-hmm. it should be about the person that you want to help as opposed to be and about you. Mm-hmm. So for example, mine starts off with, um, are you struggling with LinkedIn? Would you like some, you know, are you getting leads on LinkedIn? That kind of thing. So mm-hmm. when you're reading it, you're like, oh, yeah, I am actually. And you keep reading down mm-hmm. instead of saying, um, the other thing that people would say is always write it in the first person because it's your personal profile. So it wouldn't say Louise is a, it would say I help people with. Mm-hmm. So yeah. It's really, yeah. how, how do you help people? What are your services and how can people work with you? And also include a call to action to reach out and connect with you or phone you or email you, whatever way you want people to get in touch with you. Yeah, very valid point, Sarah. Because yeah. uh, I think there's still quite a, you probably see this, Louise, there's probably quite a legacy of businesses where they're still in that sort of using LinkedIn, almost like from the, remember the CV type mindset. Yeah. And I've forgotten yeah. about all of the, uh, know the the business uses and to really look at their profile from azimer said keyword research mm. um, putting into mm. your, your bio that's you know this is how you solve people's problems and having a call to action um something else that's quite interesting on linkedin and haven't heard too many people talk about it and would be good to get your view on it is the whole area of you know getting recommendations um you know what are your thoughts on that how business should maybe or individuals go about doing that I, when I work with people, I ask them to try and get as many recommendations as they can mm. on their LinkedIn profile. So the reason why, if I, if I worked with you, Philip, and I did a LinkedIn profile review for you, um, afterwards, I could say, oh, I'm really good at LinkedIn profile reviews. But in the recommendation section, you mm. cannot write that yourself yeah. So you have to ask other people to write the recommendation. So I, when I finish working with a client, I always send them a recommendation request. Not everybody will do it, mm. I have to say, but mm. most people will write, write the request. It comes back to you. It's written in their, in their words. You can't change it or edit it. Now, you can ask them to cheat. You can ask them to revise it, yeah. but you can't literally can't write it yourself. Um, and then when you accept it, it appears in your profile and mm. it's got their name, their tagline, what they do, and then it's written by them. So it's it's the part of your profile where other people are talking about you. And it's I think that's so powerful. So mm. when I work with people, I would say when mm. you finish working with a client or if you contact somebody you've worked with before, colleagues, just make it part of your process that you ask for a recommendation when you're finished yeah. working with them. It's like a, it's like a testimonial essentially. Yes. Really. Yeah. 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 Like, I mean, I'm always sending people and it's not just, you know, getting your reviews on Google or on, on Facebook. It's, mm-hmm. it's showing, it kind of gives you more credibility and mm-hmm. a good foundation going forward. You know, if you have recommendations and um, another thing that people do ask me, um, I say you don't have to do it every day, but um, how often should you post something on LinkedIn? So this is um, really interesting because if if you, a lot of people go on LinkedIn maybe once or twice a week, okay? Mm-hmm. So 
other people, if you are a small business owner or if you're somebody like me, like I, I work for myself. And if yeah. I, I find out that if I spend time on LinkedIn every day, I get leads every day. Mm-hmm. So if I only went on twice a week and posted, mm-hmm. then I'm reducing the amount of visibility I have on that platform. If you spend time on LinkedIn and you're posting updates and people are reaching out to you to find out how to work with you, yeah. then I say get on it every day. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. if you if you're be, if you've been doing that for a while and you're not getting business, then maybe look at your strategy and what you where you should be marketing yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if mm-hmm. if LinkedIn is where your potential customers and clients are, then I honestly I think ten to fifteen minutes a day to bring in leads to your business is well worth the effort. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent, excellent Again, as I say, like some of some of the sorry, Philip, some of the yep. people that would I would work with would be you know maybe they don't kind of value LinkedIn they would see Facebook and maybe Instagram their B2C maybe Mm -hmm. and B2B I try and say okay Facebook is kind of people would expect to see it but definitely try to have Twitter and LinkedIn you know Mm -hmm. Um, and then this is where they're kind of getting a bit oh I can't be in everything and I go no you can't but you know if you kind of just see the the two to three main ones for you and try and work with best time to post for for you you know, you look at your analytics and that kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. Um, but uh, it is different. Like, you know, people don't realize LinkedIn is different to the other mm. channels, um, mm. you know, and to you have to have a different tone of voice across Absolutely. Uh, with what you post. Um, well, so far, you know, what you've told us about LinkedIn, you know, from the headline, you know, getting your about section up to speed getting recommendations, mm. how often should you post, you know, fantastic tips and insights there that I think every business listening to this, and I think myself and Emer are very much going to start to take on board. So another question, just moving on then, you know, what are your thoughts on articles? Are, are they relevant? So, yeah, so it's really funny because the, the number of views I would get, so when you're posting on LinkedIn, for somebody who's maybe listening who hasn't really done a lot with LinkedIn, you post status updates or you post articles. And mm. uh, LinkedIn changed recently that they, they added a new section called featured section in your profile. And I think yeah, part of yeah. that is going to really highlight people's articles, which is mm. brilliant. So in a normal post for me on LinkedIn, I might get 16, 1700 views on that, on a normal status update post. Well, wow. When I write an, an article, which takes a lot longer to write, um, mm. and you spend more time, it's like kind of like doing a blog post. Mm. Yeah. You might only get yeah under under a hundred views yeah for sure yeah, yeah. Um, Big and it's much harder to get people to engage on it but now that they've got this featured section you can actually feature your articles in there and I think that's going to get more views on the articles mm-hmm. uh, but also the articles for me are kind of more like your cornerstone content on LinkedIn so. It might be that, you know, mine might say like seven things to have in your LinkedIn profile. Now, I'm not going to write a post about that because the post is gone in a couple of weeks time. That's the thing about LinkedIn as well, by the way. When you write a post on LinkedIn and you get people engaging with it, it has a shelf life of about seven days, which is brilliant. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. It lasts longer, yeah. yeah. But the article, if I, the, the longer article gets found um, in the search results and when someone goes down to the featured section, People will be clicking on articles that I wrote a year ago, um, which is not going to happen with posts. So wow. they're they're far longer lifespan, but you definitely don't get the same volume of views. Wow. Um, something that people do ask is, should I accept any 
request, you know, for a connection. Um, and I go, no, what's your thoughts? <laughs> I go, no, you don't have to. <laughs> so um, if it's a retired naval um, officer from the U.S., um, definitely don't accept those requests because uh, it's not normally the person no. that they say they are. Um, no, nor- normally I get a lot of connection requests and I tend to go and have a look at some, if, I, if it's not somebody I know or they're not connected to people I know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Say, for example, if somebody listened to this show today, if they reach out to connect with me and I can see that they're connected to you guys or they've commented on the post about the podcast on LinkedIn, then I'm going to accept them pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's okay. somebody with no connection to anybody I know, um, they're maybe not working in a role that I think is going to be a potential um, customer, client or collaborator mm-hmm. with me. Mm-hmm. then I'll go and look at their profile and then make a decision based on that. But being a person who trains people on LinkedIn, I tend to accept most requests because those people might want help with their LinkedIn. So it's a slightly different for me. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Also, the other thing as well, as I always say, it's, sorry, I was going to say it's nice to actually send a message with the LinkedIn yes. request. Oh, um, absolutely. Rather yeah. than just send it, you know. Um, yeah. And so I, 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 I actually... Yeah, yeah. Just say that you read something or you saw you uh, mm-hmm. at a an or at like a, an event or something. Um, I mm-hmm. think that's kind of then you get a picture of the person and whether yeah. they're it's just a nice connection to have, you know. Yeah. The other thing is, if you get if you accept a connection request from somebody and they immediately try to start selling you like life insurance or something in the, in your message inbox, mm-hmm. then I have zero qualms about just disconnecting from them straight away. I don't even reply. Yeah, and I, I suppose I'm right in saying that they won't know they don't get a notification that you've you've disconnected. You know, they just no. won't they just won't see any of your updates, etc. So no. so you so <laughs> I suppose you, you can um like for all I know, maybe Emer has disconnected from me. Have you Emer? Have you disconnected? <laughs> I, my updates. Mm, that might be on my list today. <laughs> that might be on one of my lists uh, today, you know? Yeah. Um, um, but yeah. actually, I suppose just going on, because I think, uh, Louise, um, something that would benefit a lot of our listeners is, is there, a, is there a proper method or methodology that you would advise as to how a business should, or, or an individual from a business should go about doing the from the say the the research to the the connection process because exactly as you mentioned there some people kind of are maybe on professional profiles or they might be on a sales navigator and they're wondering well how can i search for my the, the the best type of connection and then should i send a personalized message and then when they connect should i go straight into sales mode or should i build on a relationship mm. you know kind of would you be able to share some thoughts on that yes absolutely um so if you, you're on LinkedIn and say you've only really started out, you've only got maybe a couple of hundred people in your network and you want to grow that network because when you, you're posting your content, not only your network will see it, but your network's connections are quite likely to see your content as well. Mm-hmm. So you do want to have a good sized network on there to get your message out um, to, um, to more people. So one of the things I like to do is if my colleagues and my network are posting content and somebody's commenting on their posts, that's when I would say, well, I'd like to add that person to my network. So that might be somebody I would send a connection request to. Or if I was building, so I do a lot of work, um, not just in Northern Ireland now, with um, people in the legal industry. So I've 
this week I was uh, teaching some Canadian lawyers um, how to use LinkedIn. And I, I work with a lot of barristers and um, solicitors up here in Northern Ireland. It's just a area that I seem to have fallen into. Mm. Um, so I would reach out and connect with other people working in law firms. And I get a lot of connection requests from people who work in law firms because mm-hmm. they can see me commenting on other people's stuff. But if you're strategic, so say you, say you want to work with people in the legal industry and you have three or four connections who are solicitors or barristers or whatever, and they're posting content on LinkedIn, your strategy should be to comment on their posts, but like with something thoughtful, not just a, oh, well done or brilliant or good news, that their networks see your posts and want to reach out and connect with you. Mm-hmm. If you send a request to somebody don't just send them a, a straight away saying, oh, would you like to hop on a call to talk about my services? Spend time looking at what they've posted on LinkedIn and commenting on it. Um, and it's actually what happens most for me is that that person then reaches out to me in the inbox. I get a lot of inbound leads on LinkedIn right. rather than actually reaching out to other people. So the core thing to think about is you have to be sociable. You know, yes. build on those relationships. Don't just connect and set and forget as they say you know yeah. it's yeah. it doesn't work like that you know and no. um, that's the whole core um thing with me I always say to people is you know people and people you want to be able to know that that's a real person that yes. has you know emotions and yeah. you know they're going to start to build a trust with you and then if they're going to trust you they're likely to let you know more about them and what their challenges are you know that way so yeah. um so again that's great for people to realize that LinkedIn is uh, is a social channel where a lot of people get fearful of it and go, oh, I'm afraid to say anything, you know. Yeah. I know. You know they so just maybe do a like, yeah. you know, or... Yeah, people my, my people still do, yeah. Sorry, sorry, Lou. I was just saying people do business with people still. And yes, LinkedIn in particular is a, is a great place to, to do that. So, One of my favorite statistics about LinkedIn is, there, now, at the time, it's around 640 million people have LinkedIn accounts approximately, oh. and it kind of dips up and down. Um, and out of that mm. 640 million, only 1% of users post anything on the platform because people are wow. scared of it. They're scared mm. of yeah. in front of their peers. They don't know what to say. Yeah. So if you can get mm-hmm. over those fears, even by starting to comment on other people's posts to kind of realize that actually it is a brilliant network for raising a really good mm. network of people around you. And, and it is really sociable. Yeah. And they are, it is a, got a nicer feeling, I think, sometimes to maybe other ch- um, channels that you feel that, you know, you know, people aren't going to be as negative, maybe back. They're more likely to go, oh, I take on board what you said, or yes. that I like your point of view. You know, it's, it's, it's a bit more reserved, which sometimes can be a good thing. Yes. Um, I was going to say, we were talking about the, that uh, newest uh, feature there, you know, about the articles. Is there anything else that you think people should be aware of that's coming up? Have you heard anything else that's, you well, know, Well, I have, I have just, yes, I've just um, been involved in a, what did they call it? LinkedIn events is a new feature. And I was part yeah. of a, a group of people who were asked to come in and, and basically test out the feature as it was being released, which was very exciting. Brilliant. Um, how did you, you find them? Was it good? Yeah, no, I think it's, it's really good. I have set, but so originally I, I've run a couple of events in Belfast called LinkedIn Business Breakfasts um, mm-hmm. in person before coronavirus. And I'd run three and really enjoyed it. Cause I, I love like, like most people, you like meeting people face to face. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
And I set those events up on LinkedIn and then invited my network to attend. So that worked well. And then with the whole lockdown, I actually started using it for online events. So I've run um, two online workshops and I use LinkedIn events to set that up and promote it out to people. Now there are a few, there's still a few teething issues with it. So people might click on it and say they're coming to your event, but they haven't actually signed up for the ticket. So I've run it for paid Mm -hmm. events. Um, Yeah. So maybe 39 people say they're coming and you're thinking, well, that's weird because only seven people have bought tickets. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So, um, but you just reach out to those people and say, look, if you'd like to come, here's the link. But you can put the link to, t- to Eventbrite or your ticket link in the event on event on the LinkedIn events. So I think it's got huge potential. Yeah. Um, you can only invite your own network to your event. So I couldn't, inv- I couldn't invite people who aren't already connected to me on my first level okay. connections. Right. Uh, but I think it's got huge potential opportunity for people who run both in-person and online events yeah well, when, when you're when <clears throat> we'll, we'll actually put a link out on our post you know to go with this show um on your article um just to make sure people get a better bigger picture on the whole thing you know and follow Excellent. the steps yeah. so that'd be great you know um so louise uh, once again thanks so much for being on the show uh you've certainly uh, brought some as uh chris ducker says sometimes in his podcast you know you've been dropping the value bombs today in relation to to linkedin <laughs> it's been uh fantastic like definitely some of the things i will be certainly implementing myself uh to Excellent. look at my own so thank you um we are kind of coming into the last five minutes you know i can't believe we're nearly uh finished with our with our um our interview just wanted to ask you another quick question and we might have time and Emer could jump in with one last question so uh, you know i suppose company pages do people need them in your view yes um so clear clear answer there yes yeah. they do and even as a solo entrepreneur hmm. i have a company page and there are a couple of reasons why philip Number one, it helps you with SEO because you fill out your, so your personal profile is what, what you do and how you work with people, but your company and how you portray your company online is written differently. So it helps with SEO and getting found. But also if you go and look at my LinkedIn profile at the top, you'll see it says social BNI and it has my company logo beside my company name. If you don't have a company page on LinkedIn, you cannot put that logo into your own profile. And when you go down to the experience section where I say where I worked at the, you know, I worked in the NHS and I worked for my own company yeah. and both logos are in my experience section. And again, if you don't have the company page, hmm. it's a little gray building block yes. as opposed to your logo. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah logo. Yes. Um, but if you have if you have staff, then absolutely get a company page because you can connect all your staff to it. Mm. You can post, um, say, an article or a blog post once a fortnight on your company page, and then you can ask your staff to share that out into the, the newsfeed, their news feeds. Right. So you're getting your company message out in front of a far wider audience as well. So yes, definitely. Okay. Cool. Definitely, they can, be ad- they can be advocates for you, you know, that way and, and start yeah. to uh, help leverage, you know, um, and go with the algorithm, you know, and, and maybe get over that, you know, yeah. um, on LinkedIn. So um, have you, um, this is another thing I was curious about, what is the number one thing people should do if they want to build their businesses on LinkedIn? Number one is get your, get your LinkedIn profile um, optimized so that, when we go to your profile, 
it leads us to want to reach out and connect with you. But once you've, if you've got your LinkedIn profile set up, the number one thing you've got to do is actually engage on the platform Hmm. because no one's going to find you if you aren't actually posting comments, content or commenting on other people's stuff. Don't be the best kept secret in town. Oh, well, uh, you're definitely not. Phillips books could be another story, but anyway. We have to go now, yeah. (laughs) Uh, um, But no, Louise, it's been absolutely Uh brilliant talking to you. This is the first time that obviously um, we've chatted. um, Mm. And uh, it's been great. You know, I can see why you're so successful on LinkedIn because you really know the platform well. You know how to use it well. And I think think that's advice for every business is that get to know the platform or the platforms that you're on and use them to the full extent. So uh, um, I suppose I just wanted to just to remind everybody that uh, we do have the Let's Get Social Show podcast, which is upon Podbean, Spotify, and obviously on Dublin South FM. So do download and subscribe. And uh, thank you again, Louise, for being on the show. We wish you every continued success. Thank you so much, guys. This is, I really enjoyed this. I have a, a little free offer for your listeners as well. If they do want, I've got a LinkedIn profile checklist if they wanted to download it. Um, just go to socialbni.com forward slash LinkedIn freebies or come and connect with me on LinkedIn. It's Louise Brogan. And uh, I suppose all that's left to say is I've been Philip Twyford, the Curly Marketer Social Media Management and Strategy. I've been Amy Duffy of Fit Social Media, your social media personal trainer. And Philip... We will be back again. We will be back again and uh, take care. We will see you again soon for another show. Bye.